0: This is the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blank, episode 89,
1: Let's Do This. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host,
0: Michael Block. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, I have a police officer on the show who's gonna talk about doing his first deal a 24 unit apartment building outside of Seattle. Now, you're thinking, man, if a retired police officer can do it, gosh, I should be able to do it as well. And that's exactly the kind of story it is. And, you know, we'll talk about uh, how David Sweeney, what motivated him in late 2016 to start looking into multifamily. And he just wanted to change his life like uh, like many of us uh, want to do. And he felt real estate and multifamily is the way to do it. So, really inspiring story with David here. Let's get right into it. Hey, David, welcome to the show today.
1: Hey, thanks very much for having me, Michael. I appreciate it.
0: All right, give a, give us a quick uh, introduction to you, David.
1: Sure. My name is David Sweeney, and I have been on Seattle Police Department for 30 years now. And last December, when I reached retirement age, I thought, what am I going to do post-retirement? I had to come up with something. I analyzed a variety of different things and decided that real estate was where I wanted to be with my life. And just a couple months ago, I purchased my first purchase. And I'm really excited about it. It's a 24-unit apartment building, and it came with a 15-unit storage building and a single-family residence in an all-in-one deal. So I'm really jazzed about it. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So you got the, that mixed-use thing. We're going to get into that in a second. But sure. I, don't, I I don't want to understand, and listeners want to really understand, there's always a a trigger event that happens in someone's life right. uh, yeah, that that we've observed, especially people who are getting into real estate. They usually do it with, for some kind of reason. Right. What was that reason when you
1: first got into real estate? What was happening in your life at the time? So I can almost trace it to the day. It was the day I turned 53 last December. So in the state of Washington, 53 is the minimum retirement age. So when I got that 53 years old, all of a sudden I felt like, wow, I can retire now. Only I couldn't retire now. I had three Mm -hmm. kids, uh, ages 11, 13, and 15. And my dear sweet wife, who is an attorney in Seattle, And she may or may not want to work. I think her calling is probably more in the service area, helping others rather than just doing legal work. So I wanted new options for myself, for my family. I wanted my kids to be able to go to school wherever they want. I want to get them a good head start in life with no college debt, maybe buy them a home to get started. And again, for my wife, whether she wants to work or not, I'd leave it up to her. But I wanted her to have the option of leaving the job force if she wanted to. So that was that all happened last December, and I remember evaluating my life and thinking, "Where do I want to be? Where do I want to go?" And found real estate, and I thought, "This this is my calling. Here, this is something that excites me. This is what I'm going to do." So when you were
0: thinking, "Hey, I, I don't I don't have enough really to retire on, or if I do, then my wife's going to have to keep working uh, if we want to do that." Right, And you didn't, you didn't want that. And you were thinking real estate. What strategy were, were you thinking at the time? What was your plan? Was it, was it multifamily from the start or did you have something else in mind at the time?
1: So when I get into a topic, when there's something I want to know about, I'm a voracious learner. I consume all content that I can. And that means blogs, articles, books, magazines, podcasts. That's how I found you on the internet. You're, you're relatively easy to find if you want to get into multifamily. And that's exactly what I wanted, multifamily investments. And like most investors, the first thing I considered was something semi-affordable, which usually means duplex, triplex, fourplex, that type of deal. So that's initially what my interest was in probably trying to find something that I could afford it wouldn't be in Seattle. Our real estate market is crazy here, but it'd be somewhere in Western Washington, most like, likely along I-5. And that's what kind of interested me. That was my initial goal is to get that that two, three, or four unit to, uh, un, under contract. Now,
0: you, you skipped a step that a lot of people take, which is you. Right. And most people when thinking of real estate think single family house. And 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 that's what they're initially thinking. And why did you skip that step? Why did you dismiss that and, and think if it's, even if it's only small at the time, but why did you kind of go, oh, I right. skipped skip that. I mean, a lot of people spend years in single family houses before that. Now, why did you skip that?
1: There was just, it seemed different to me. When you say rental house, I hear house and I hear one unit. When I hear multifamily, I hear two, three, four units. That, that was my initial thought. Now, again, we'll get into how that changed even later. But two, three, four, just something about the name multifamily and something about having more than one unit And I thought, great, I can have one property, but you can have two, three or four individual residences within that property. It just appealed to me to say I own multifamily properties. That's really what I wanted. I didn't want to say I owned a rental house. I don't know why. It was just what appealed to me. You know, sometimes in real estate, you kind of go after what's exciting. And that, at the time, was what was exciting for me.
0: So you're looking into real estate. You're kind of gravitating towards multifamily. You know what? I'm going to get started. I'm going to
1: get something started with small. Uh, And what did you do next then, after that? Well, like most investors, I start shopping around on real estate sites. And what I found was frustrating to me because I couldn't get all the information I wanted. And so I thought to myself, well, why don't I just become my own real estate agent? Because then I can get to the MLS. And now I can get all the details that I wanted. So part of my real estate journey, again, I was in learning mode. I was in information consumption mode. And I said, great, let's just take the information I have right now in my head. Let's do the 90 hours of uh, classwork in order to get my Washington State real estate license. And then I figured, okay, well, the test is coming up. I'm going to pass this first try. So I put probably another 120 hours just into studying for the test to make sure I could pass it on the first try. So last April... April 2017, I got my real estate license. And it was like, uh, peeking behind the curtain, doors opened. And you know, there was sounds of angels and things like that. And I could, I could look into the MLS. And now I could do some proper property evaluation. So that that was a big change for me just saying, Hey, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. So you got your real estate license. You felt like you're gonna have easier access
0: right. uh, to information. So you so now and now what are you doing? So now you have MLS. This is a lot of work, by the way. I had I had a, a realtor license a while right. back, and oh my gosh, it's uh, it's quite the commitment to get that that license, it which we
1: did. And you're like, okay, great. And and then what? Okay, so then it became time to evaluate properties, and I would say between April of 2017 and August, when I finally found my property. I evaluated Mm. over 400 properties. When you said evaluate, what does that mean exactly? Like what kind of activity are you doing here? Sure. So to make it nice and quick and easy, I created a short little Excel spreadsheet and it basically has the address, the MLS number, what is the purchase price and what's the expected, again, pro forma numbers, what's the expected revenue per month. And then I kind of figured out, okay, if half of the Profits goes to expenses. Again, just a rough number, but something that was useful for, for me. Uh, then, what's our expected profit for this property? So, when I did this short little analysis, then I took everything that seemed to make sense to me that had some. Again, I, I wanted some cash flow. Uh, I didn't want to buy something in Seattle where the rents coming in are not going to cover the mortgage. I wanted a property somewhere along I five that would cash flow. So that's when I purchased the syndicated real estate analyzer that you put out. And I love your product. I'm I'm not just uh, you didn't send me any money. Don't worry, folks. Uh, but I love that product. And that's what one thing that, of course, drew me to your website that drew me to your podcast. But just to be able to use that product. And now when I have something that looks good to me, let's now apply all the numbers that your product allows me to do. Let's make sure that we're putting in what the agent says the pro forma numbers, what's my version, and then what's our offer going to be and that's why I really liked using your product because you know you're gonna it's too long and detailed to use for all four hundred, but if I can narrow that down into maybe twenty or thirty that I'm really interested in and then use the syndicated deal analyzer and then do a thorough evaluation of these properties. That told me where I could start making offers.
0: Yeah, a couple of interesting points here, and then I have a question for you. One is you're you're looking at a lot of property. There's a lot of yes. belief out there. Hey, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a couple offers, and oh darn, they didn't take my <laughs> offer. So obviously this doesn't work. Right, and it's too hot right now. Right, and uh, the answer is no. You're gonna have to actually look at a lot of deals. And the people there are here's the, the actual truth. There are people doing deals right, right now, and you're just being another example. But you gotta hustle yes. for it a little bit. I mean, you're not just going to fall on your lap. So, I mean, that's message number one. Now, the other thing also is, I mean, you're looking at a lot of property and it's April to August, about six months, you know, a little less or so. So, a lot of stuff going on. Were you motivated uh, during this entire time? Did you have some ups and downs? What was your, you know, what was your mindset like
1: while this was going on? Sure. Once I had my license and now I identified properties that were going to be cash flowing, uh, I talked to my wife and I said, here's what I want to do. She's been very supportive of this whole process. She... She likes it when I have a goal. When I have something in mind, she knows that I'm a lot more productive. If I don't have goals, I just kind of, I'm not lazy, but nothing happens. I just kind of coast along in life. So when I have a goal, I'm motivated. I set goals. I I outline my daily expectations and I work towards achieving them. So yes, I identified several properties that were interesting to me. And, you know, for one reason or another, they would fall through. Either it wouldn't pass inspection. Mm. One, the the seller used my offer in order to negotiate a private uh, private sale that they had elsewhere and things like that. But I didn't get too frustrated. It wasn't like Mm. I had incredible amounts of uh, time invested in that particular property. So I did a refi on my house, and I took out $380,000. And we hmm. just put that in the bank and it just sat there waiting, waiting, waiting for that right opportunity. And it's amazing how little interest $380,000 gets from the bank. It's like, you know, very little interest. So, but, but I yeah. knew it had a purpose. We knew that money had a purpose and eventually I would find the property that I wanted and it would be probably be a life-changing event for us. And so far it has been.
0: Yeah. uh, And the other thing also is you have a very supportive spouse and you have to be grateful for that because there are, are, there are a lot of couples where the other spouse is not really on board. uh, You know, and typically the primary breadwinners in our country is, is the males and the females tend to be a little more, you know, conservative uh, and maybe not so much on board. Uh, And I've noticed that where the the spouses are, are supportive, things happen much faster. I'm not saying they don't, I'm just saying and that's a it's a blessing that your spouse is on on board like that. Not everyone has has that, and that's I think that's fantastic. So that helps as you're do you're analyzing deals and stuff like that. So finally, Absolutely. after looking at 400 different, uh, uh, you've got your license. You did a refi in expectation that you would actually use this money. So that helps. Right. So you don't have to, you don't have to raise any money yet, but we'll get to that later, right? Because sure, sure. it's going to become relevant uh, to you. But so you have this money, and right. so you're. you're you're finding, you're looking at smaller deals, and then you come across a, a larger deal. Tell us about that a little bit.
1: Well, at some point in this process, I decided, again, I already talked about how I like the name multifamily. And then another change happened, and I can't identify exactly when it was, but it was when it was probably after maybe having a couple uh, that was a triplex and a fourplex that fell through. And I said, why am I thinking small here? I've got $380,000 in the bank. That's going to make a nice down payment. So I ventured into the dark secret world of commercial investing. <laughs> yeah. So I decided at some point apartments was where I wanted to be. Uh, it was probably after hearing enough guests, like on your podcast and others that that, that said, this is where you want to be. And I thought that makes sense to me. Why do, oh, let's, let's just take an example. Uh, maybe with this 380,000, maybe I could have bought four duplexes or something like that, you know? And well, now I got four contracts to get through. I got four roofs to repair. I got, you know, four to eight to 12 tenants to, to move in and out. And something about owning an apartment building really made sense to me. I thought, great. One roof, one contractor, one real estate deal. And the profits were much greater. And that, that's really what drove me towards apartment building is just saying, yes, this has something that can really change my life. So. Now, I had to start getting financing, which is kind of a challenge in itself when you're looking commercial.
0: Yeah. Well, one other thing, also, I mean, could it be, uh, David, that your comfort zone started expanding? Because my experience has been as work, well working with students, the farther yes. we can get them into a deal, and you said, oh, several of them work out. And, right. and and some people become discouraged. They work on this deal and then something like that happens, right? Instead of becoming frustrated, looking at it as a growing opportunity to far, you get something on a contract, right? It pushes you in a place that you've never been for been before. And now it pushes you farther into the deal. I remember when I first did my deal, it was a 12 unit and I walked up to that building and it was like this three-level <laughs> brick right. thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like I'm like <laughs> I'm like biting my nails, right? And then seven days later, I'm spending all day there. I'm going to the city, I'm doing that. All of a sudden I'm like, gosh. You know, so much work and all of a sudden this building shrinks yes. and your comfort zone because your comfort right. zone expands. And, and I am suspect something similar happened to you. And the lesson there is, okay, start small, but then use that as an exercise to expand your comfort zone as quickly as you can.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Something switched from, again, going multifamily, two, three, four units, residential loan into no, I've got enough money. I can make a down payment on an apartment building as long as I find a lender who will loan to me, uh, you know, some money for a commercial investment. But that really changed my mindset. And and I can't identify exactly when that was. I would say it was probably midsummer, after, again, having a couple, a triplex and a fourplex that didn't go through. And then thinking to myself, wait, why do I want two or three or four of these? I can get an apartment building. And and that's really what opened my mind. And then listening to enough people. Again, I'm not saying that people that invest in duplexes and triplexes or fourplexes are making a mistake. I think there's any number of ways where a real estate investment makes sense for a lot of different people. I know there's plenty of investors that just do it single-family residence, and that's all they do, and that's great for them. But I think when you start looking at real estate, all the different possibilities you have for earning a living, for making passive income or active income, whatever you prefer. I mean, you can buy notes, you can wholesale, you can fix and flip, you can buy and hold, there's apartment buildings, single-family residences, fourplexes. Anything like this can really allow one to explore all the possibilities and when you find something exciting to you i think that's what i'd like to get across when i went along in my real estate journey and all of a sudden apartments became the thing that i wanted there was a level of excitement that i had not experienced before with with looking at duplex triplex fourplex so again when something speaks to you when something makes sense when the numbers make sense and you start in analyzing and looking at this and you start visualizing you know that idea of 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 what's this going to look like for me in the future i imagine myself owning many apartment buildings and that's a goal that's the vision i've set for myself so i just start somewhere i got to start with one but one leads to two which leads to three and and i'm so excited about your law of buying the first deal because oh, it leads to the second one we'll we'll get to that i'm sure but but that's that's my goal is to own many apartment buildings
0: yeah. And you will. There's no question about that. Talk I'm a little bit sure about this twenty, this 24 unit a little bit. Uh, sure. how, how, how'd you how you find it? And okay. you know, how'd you get into it? A little bit more about the numbers.
1: Right. So again, looking through the MLS, I found in Centralia, Washington, which is a, a nice little town about halfway between Seattle and Portland. It's on I-5. So it met some of my guidelines that I could drive there within an hour and a half or two hours. and And that was important to me where I could I don't need to daily uh, inspect my property, but I need to be able to get there relatively easy and get back before rush hour that 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 was that was kind of my goal so if I can do that centralia met the met the bill so what it was, and I think I've already outlined this, but we'll go over one more time a twenty four unit apartment building now it's an older brick building it's built in nineteen twenty but it has a classic look that I like so anyone that that has those old apartment buildings those old brick ones that's it kind of appealed to me and twenty four units 16 one bedrooms and eight studios. It also came with a 15 unit storage garage and a single family residence where the, uh, the last manager lived. Uh, and then there's a parking lot. So all these properties and three tax parcels. And I thought, wow, look at this mm. kind of an all in one deal. I get to experience several different things of, of rental real estate. You know, Again, I never envisioned myself owning storage garages or single family residences, but I kind of consider those gravy my main emphasis is the apartment building. That's what I'm really excited about is owning a 24-unit apartment building. So it was listed on the MLS for 1.325. And I used the syndicated deal analyzer, looked it over, I compared their numbers, what my numbers were, uh, decided... I love at the bottom how you have, okay, at this cap rate, your property is worth this much. And at this cap rate, your property is worth this much. So I did an analysis of all rental apartments in Lewis County, it's Lewis County, Washington. And I, I looked, I think over the last four or five years, that's the nice thing about being your own agent, you have access to MLS. But I looked at the general average cap rate and turned around 8% or around eight was the cap. And so I made my offer at 1.1 million and they counted at 1.14. And apparently there was another offer, but they liked me. Uh, I wrote them a nice letter, I explained who I was, I explained that I just got my real estate license. Uh, Explained how I love the community. It reminded me of where I grew up. And I love the apartment building and the classic look of it. And that I want to provide a nice home for the people of Centralia. Mm. And I think that letter made a difference because according to the other agent, the other offer was more than mine. But there was something about me, something about being trustworthy. Of course, I highlighted that I've got a uh, 30-year police career behind me. And that I want to move on to the next phase of life. And I, I think that letter spoke to them. And I, I was delighted when they countered, you know, they came up 40,000, but I thought, Hey, that's, that's okay. So 1.14 was the final purchase price. Plus I got 1% closing costs that they would pay. And I get my real estate license, uh, commission on top of that. So I thought, great, I'm going to walk out of this deal with about 40,000. So I was pretty excited about it.
0: That is an outstanding, that's outstanding. And so yeah. I think that you already told me, you know, you're already hunting for your next deal. So what's, yes. what's going on with that?
1: Well, here's the challenge. I spent most of my money on this apartment building. So now, uh, you know, I still have some money in the bank. I still have some money left over from the transaction. But there were some repairs and things I wanted to do at the apartment building. So right now, I have new lighting going in, new carpeting. And then when units come vacant, I'm kind of doing an energy audit and make sure that we have uh, low flow shower heads and sinks and toilets and things like that. So that's my next challenge. And and I'm already started on my goal setting for 2018. My next goal in 2018, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will put it, out there. To, put it out there. I want to buy. I know. I might as well throw it out there. I want to buy a hundred unit place. That's nice. my goal for 2018. Nice. Now, obviously, I don't have the money in the bank right now to do a deal that large. So I'm using some of your guests and some of their knowledge. And again, thinking changes. Your your mindset changes. And now I've changed to. How will? When will? And you know, when will I do this large deal? So it's it's going to be in twenty eighteen, and obviously I need to learn more about raising money and using other people's money in order to finance deals. But that's the goal, Michael.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. So you know, the argument can be made. You know, you you start with more money than I have. You know, so no no wonder you could do it. Right. You know, and money is only is only one one part sure. of it. And like I always say, if you don't have the money, then you raise it. And so. You had that leg up uh, that doesn't discount all the work you did moving up to that uh, for, for no, no and Not only that, but now you have to now you have to raise money. I and do. Even with people with, with money, even people with, with money, they're going to run out of
1: it. So I uh, might as well start uh, learning to raise money right now. Yeah, absolutely. So- that, it was important for me to do my first deal myself. That was a goal I set for myself. And. Again, having my real estate license, and now so I have kind of a, a a multi-prong goal for next year. I also want to help other people buy their own properties. So I have my real estate license. So I've started advertising myself as far as hey, I've done my own deal. It cash flows. It's appreciating, and I can help you find your deal. So so I'm going to use that in combination with buying my own apartment building. You know, probably using again someone else's money. But that's that's my goal next year. So I kind of a two-prong approach. Now I may eventually the goal would be not probably to use my real estate license and just be a passive investor. I, I think that's, that's where I see myself going in, in future years, owning multiple apartment buildings, managing many uh, units under contract, just like some of those large investors that I love hearing on your podcast when they come on and talk about, oh yeah, you know, we just closed on 480 units or we just closed on 320 units. And yeah, you know, well, you know, the offer was 50 million and things like that. That's, that's where I want to be eventually. So I love hearing those guys. I'm not quite there yet, but it gives you a great idea on where you want to go with, with the goals for that.
0: Now, think back over the, the, you know, the nine months leading up to this, this deal or so, you know, what were some of the challenges that you were dealing
1: with right. and how did you overcome them? So I had probably three main challenges and, and I'll talk about them quickly and then you can ask me which one seems most interesting for you or your listeners. Obviously, getting a commercial loan, I'd never done that before. That was a challenge. Uh, Number two, getting insurance on the property. That was a challenge. And then number three, making sure that I get my roof inspected. That was a bit of a challenge. So should we talk about commercial loans?
0: Well, why do you think that getting a commercial loan was difficult? Was it because you hadn't been through the process or was something specific
1: that made it difficult? Exactly. uh, Again, my goal is to do this on my own. And, you know, I knew that I could probably seek out a sponsor. Uh, Maybe I'd go to my local uh, meetup real estate association that I'm a member of, and I could probably find someone that would sponsor me. But I don't know why. It's just me. I want to do it on my own. So I started talking to a variety of different commercial banks. And I received many no's. They were polite no's, but many no's. uh, Until I found a bank. It was a local uh, or it was a regional bank. And they said, yes, if you bring us a good deal. So I had a W-2 income. That was nice. They liked that. They liked that I was a real estate agent. And I did have about five years of experience of managing an apartment building during college. Now, that was probably, uh, oh, 25 years ago. But hey, you know, everything helps, right? So these are some of the things I would emphasize with the banks until they said, you know, some just weren't lending at all. And others said, uh, we need some more experience. And I, okay, thank you very much. Until they found that bank that would finally loan me the money. But, you know, even though that was difficult to find that bank, it turned out to be a blessing because not only do I have my own financial numbers, I now have to run everything through them. So that gives me a second set of eyes on the deal to say, yes. This transaction makes sense. This will cash flow. We like the debt coverage ratio. Uh, we like that it's fully rented. Uh, this seems to be a good community, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, I had to pay for an appraisal and they came out and appraised it, and it, it appraised more than the purchase price. So that great, I'm really doing well here. So I liked having that, that second set of eyes of, of my commercial lender saying, yes, David, you got a good deal.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, now, when you start setting out uh, with multifamily, you you're probably did you have any kind of financial goals in mind? How much income you wanted to generate, and and based on where you are now, when do you think you will
1: achieve that that initial goal? So again, using the syndicated deal analyzer, I knew what I needed to cover. I knew that part of my profit will go towards paying the mortgage, but I also need to be covering vacancy, water, sewer, garbage, uh, maintenance, repairs, things like that taxes insurance so you put all these different costs in there so obviously my goal was i need to make sure that i can cover all these costs and that i still i I didn't have a specific number in mind but when i saw the numbers for an apartment building and i compared them to the numbers for you know duplexes and fourplexes it was a much greater the, the number was bigger so right now it looks like unless i have major capital repairs Generally I'm gonna earn about thirty-seven to four thousand dollars a month just in in out of my in my pocket. So I've paid all my expenses and now I've got money coming in and each month my bank account goes up. You know, my property manager sends me a check for thirty seven hundred dollars or four thousand dollars or whatever the case might be. So so that's great. It's a great feeling. I think sometimes when my wife and I discussed rental properties years ago, and of course, when we didn't really know what we were doing, we thought, well, As long as it covers the mortgage, you're good, right? No, no, obviously I know more now that that you need to cover a variety of different expenses. But so it's exciting to have that option. And you know the other great thing I love about this? You know, I've owned stocks before. And you can own stocks in in Coca-Cola and GoPro and Home Depot, but there's you have no control over the market, you have no control over the shareholders, you have no control over whether the consumer likes the product or services that that the company prepares in an apartment building, I'm much more in control. I own my business. And it's kind of up to me as to whether it's going to be profitable or not. And I love having that level of control. So that's kind of exciting for me. Just And I know as I lower expenses, and I bring the rents up where they need to be, I've just increased the value of my building. It's It's like... Oh, this is beautiful. This exactly. is a great thing. Yeah, it's magic. magic. It's like the most wonderful thing. Oh my gosh, my building's now worth more than I paid for it? This is a really good thing. I like this.
0: So now you've triggered the law of the first deal, and I talk about that a lot, which says that if you do your first multifamily deal of any size, you'll be you know financially free in two to three years, which is really, I asked you for your you know your freedom number, and you maybe you've already, already kind of surpassed it, but what's hap- going to happen now, you're going to see this is that the second deal yes. is going to, you're going to become a magnet. Oh my. You would have to go out of your way now not to do that second deal because right. now you have track record. So brokers are going to turn your phone call. You have conversations with investors like, my gosh, look at this guy. He's a real estate agent. He's got this deal, you know, and they're going to start throwing money at you. So you're going to start being able to raise money. right? And so you you can't avoid doing the second deal. And then of course, once you do the second deal, the third will, will follow. Right. And then, you know, that's you're, you're going to have more money probably than what you think you would ever need. And then if you enjoy it, you just keep going, you keep going or or you do something else, right? So I love that. So so someone, someone sitting here, you know, and this is, by the way, the other interesting th- thing also, you decided you're going to do multifamily, what, late last year, late 2016?
1: So multifamily started December of 2016. Again, looking in that two yeah. to three, four units. That's right. So you you decided at that point
0: somewhere in late 2016, right. I'm going to do multifamily. And then eight, nine months later, you do a f- your first deal, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's my, <clears> my first deal. <throat> That's that's amazing. And then you're probably gonna do your second deal somewhere in the next, you know, three to six months is my my prediction. You know, and when you do, you've so. done your hundred hundred units, we'll, we'll bring you back on the show because oh, yeah. now now you've had to uh, learn how to raise money. And so you're sitting there like most people and you're gonna start raising raising money. You're gonna have to, Absolutely. right, if you wanna keep going. Now, so someone's sitting there where you were late in 2016. You're like, you know, you have a certain goal. In your case, you want to have your wife quit her job, right? And, and many other, some other cases, like, I want to quit my job, right? Because right. I can't control my time. She can't control our time. We can't control our time. So we want to change that. You know, what advice do you have for someone who wants the same thing that you wanted to kind of get into that first deal?
1: I think as long as you're doing more tomorrow than you're doing today, and, and if you list your goals and if you're making progress towards those goals they might not be able to pull 380,000 out of a house and buy a 24 unit apartment building i'm i'm very blessed to have a house in seattle where the rent the market has just gone crazy and i took advantage of that but that you know everyone has different advantages and disadvantages that was one advantage i had and so yeah maybe i went faster than some people can but i'll guarantee you that there's people like me who start listening to your podcast and, and they know where they want to go or they have a rough idea. And, and my advice to them would be to do more tomorrow than you're doing today. If today all you're doing is listening to a podcast, great. That's a great start. But let's now at some point move from education into action. Now, for me personally, I can tell you throughout my life when I have a definite goal in mind and when I write it down and share it with others, and that's why I was almost embarrassed to say I want, I want to own a 100-unit apartment building to you because great, I'm now confessing the world. <laughs> Uh, that I, this is my goal, but hey, I just did it, so let's run with it, right? But when when you have a definite goal in mind, my life, when I have a purpose in mind, and my wife will guarantee this, she says, when you're working towards something, you're so much more productive. It's like what is the book Think and Grow Rich? Yeah, you know, when your mind is consumed with a certain topic, you start. I don't want to get too metaphysical here, but things you look at the world with a different lens, right? And my wife noticed this. My daughter's only in ninth grade, but still it's kind of fun to sometimes tour colleges. We went up to Bellingham, Western Washington University, and we're just driving around up there and looking at the beautiful country. And I said, wow, look at all these apartment buildings up here. And my wife said, oh, you have a different lens on, don't you? I said, yeah, I guess I do. You know? So, but anyway, getting that mindset and that, uh, back to your original question, refocusing. here, Make sure that you're doing something more tomorrow than you did today. Write it down and make sure you're taking a step towards it. All right. Some people can take giant steps and some people are taking small steps. But as long as you're progressing, you're moving towards where you want to be. You're moving towards where you need to be.
0: Yeah. I think it's all about taking tiny action. I wrote a blog article about taking, don't take massive action. Who who can do that? It's way too, we can't take massive action, take tiny action, just take tiny action. And that's kind of what you've done Everybody, every, a little bit every day. And all of a sudden, after three months, you you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff I've done. It, it boggles, boggles the mind. So I love that. And, and congratulations again for doing your yeah. first deal and, uh, and right. sharing this with us. Like I said, you know, we'll have to come back in a year, a year and a half or even sooner. Well, thank you very much. You know, when you've done those 100 units and then we'll grill you on, on, on raising money, which is, uh, is kind of next for you. So
1: Yeah, I'm a little scared about the process, but uh, yeah, it's exciting.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You're going to do fine. If people want to connect with you, David, uh, how can they do that?
1: Oh, absolutely. So go to davidsweeney.com, www.davidsweeney, and that's S-W-E-E-N-E-Y dot com and there's my website. They can see pictures of my apartment building. I'm really proud of it. I put it on there, and I'd love to help out anyone that's looking for you know their own investment properties in Western Washington. And then eventually, see, I'm, I'm a little wary about this. I, I know about. I can't just go and ask for money on my website. But I think there's ways that I'll eventually use this website to say, yeah, not only am I my own investor, I'd like to invest with others. So I'm exploring that. but that, That'll be coming uh, in the future. And of course, at some point, I'll be able to say on there as appearing on Michael Blank's podcast, you know, so so that'll be kind of exciting to put on there.
0: That's awesome, David. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It was, it was great fun. I enjoyed it, Michael. I hope you were inspired by that. You know, if a retired police officer can do it, anyone can do it, right? He's not any, any special, you know, don't make excuses for yourself. I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have enough money. I don't know the right people. You know, David just kind of set his goals and just kind of did it. It's a new year you know, set those goals and just go after it. If you want to change your life, then change your life. If you're thinking real estate, then take a serious look at apartment buildings, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast. So just educate yourself. You know, the first great step is to grab my free ebook. It's called uh, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. And hopefully that'll help you uh, open your, your mind to what's kind of possible, then go to the michaelblanc.com, which is my website, the michaelblanc.com. And just consume all the blog articles and podcasts and YouTube stuff I have on there. Just educate yourself, see if it's right for you, and then just make a decision like David did, and just move forward. Do one thing every day. You don't have to take massive action; just take tiny action every single day. And I have this thing, you know, where, where I'm talking about just doing the next three things on your list. So, you know, we talked last week about setting goals, and you know, this week uh, we have David sharing a story with me. And the takeaway really is to take tiny action. You know, make a list of the next three. After you do your goal setting, like we talked about with Rod Cleef last week, then write down the next three things that you know you should do. Everybody knows the next three things and just write them down. It might take you a week or day. Don't make it longer than that. Don't make these like prolonged projects. Write down those next three things. Cross them off your list. Write the next three down. Cross them off your list. And after a while, all of a sudden, you're going to see how far you've come. So I hope you're inspired by that. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, Have a great year and I'll talk to you later.
1: Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.